welcome to the asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. That's right. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show here on the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Check out this and countless other just amazing fantasy contact content over at FullTimeFantasy.com, at FullTimeFantasy on Twitter. And, of course, you can always follow your boys, AsylumFantasySports.com, at AsylumFootball on Twitter. And if you want to be part of that mailbag on Friday, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. It's a sad day here in the Asylum studio as Mr. Briggs has forgot his USB flash drive today. So the good news is we won't lose 10 minutes of the show with me being flabbergasted by this fool walking around with a flash drive in his pocket. But, But Rick's a little hurt. He's hurt right now. Crushed is a more accurate term, I must say. Charger, um, you should see it in the studio before the show, just charging back and forth. Go, I don't know where he was charging to, but muttering and cursing and charging. Everybody that listens to the show should have been in the studio before we went on air to see both of us <laughs> just crushed individuals. Yeah, it's, we're, we're broken. We, we, we are, because you've got things going on. I have things going on, and it's just miserable. And fantasy-wise, I've got... Probably, what, 65% of my team hurt. Yeah, I think you tweeted out, and it is the truth. If you are an NFL agent, and I'm sure (laughs) lots of them listen to this show, asylumfootball at gmail.com. Let Rick know for what what was your price? Ten grand? Ten grand. Ten grand per season. Rick Briggs will not draft and or roster (laughs) your player, and that will at least, what, triple his chances of not missing any game time. We finally, Rick makes a blockbuster Devontae Adams deal in the, our, our League of Consequence, the, the Caveman League. First half of the, oh man, this boy, did awesome. Rick get a steal there. And then, as happens to Rick Briggs, here comes the injury. Basically, that's every <laughs> NFL football player who becomes associated with you. Exactly. So you should apologize. Read your roster and apologize to all those guys. I'll be like Kirk Cousins, just starting <laughs> apologizing to all these apologize guys. Apologize for sucking, essentially, <laughs> yeah. is what it did. All right, well, let's get into it, Rick. So much to talk about. Get into the headlines. I think the big news today is re-record this on Wednesday. Tyreek Hill and, and this is the stunner to me, Saquon Barkley. Yeah back practicing i don't expect especially barkley they've got the game this week that's going to be quick then they got that short turnaround on thursday i don't see them rushing them back before that but i wouldn't surprise me he's back practicing two weeks after this thing yeah it's great to see i mean the guy's a machine i don't really foresee either one of those playing this year or this week quite frankly tyreek hill like you said probably has a little better chance but you know, practicing and running routes with that shoulder injury is a little different taking a hit. Right, I, right. I don't think that the Chiefs, even though they are one of the two elite teams in the AFC, really want to risk the risk long-term losing Tyreek Hill as they head into the playoffs. Well, and they're sitting right now, even after a little scare up in Detroit, yeah. at 4-0. and Right. And save for that little scare up in Detroit, haven't much been tested. What's your motivation to bring him back? There's nobody in that division that's going to challenge him at this point. I, I don't foresee the Chargers challenging Well, you look them. at the Chargers, and that was one uh, we get to balls and socks. I mean, you just look at the Chargers – 
they don't have Hunter Henry. They do not oh, have – It's like a Rick Briggs fantasy yeah. team out there in <laughs> exactly. L.A. Exactly. Williams. And then they bring in Dontrell Inman. They already threw him on and IR. Immediately to IR. <laughs> don't even stop in the locker room. Yeah. Head straight to IR. Melvin Gordon hadn't played yet. You know, so they've been without him, and it, the list just goes on and on with this team. If they can ever get healthy, in fact, that was kind of a segue into the takeaways from Week Four. If they can ever get healthy, look out because that team could be extremely dangerous. Yeah, and that, that's the team I predicted to win the Super Bowl, so I'm hoping they get healthy right. here sometime. The injuries on the defensive side for them have been much worse. But uh, so John Rosrick, he's going to be out a month with a shoulder. That's a shame. He'd finally, after all that hype his rookie year and all the draft nicks whooping us over the head with it, and it just flat wasn't there. And for a while, it looked like he couldn't even play pro football, let alone stay healthy. Boy, a nice little start to the season. Looked dominant, and here we go again, another long-term injury. I hope he doesn't turn into a Jordan Reed or a Jarek McKinnon or somebody like that. You just never know what this kid could do. Now, it is really hard to go searching for gold in the crap pile that is the Cincinnati Bengals offense right now. That said, watching Monday night, just I don't even want to talk skill-wise. You didn't get to see enough of it. Looking at Auden Tate, Odin Tate, however you're supposed to say his first name, Dude just looks impressive. He looks like a freak athlete. He's long. He's got big hands. I I don't know if Andy Dalton can stay vertical long enough to get enough <laughs> well, yeah. passes to him. This guy feels like just a sneaky diamond in the rough. J- just based on looks, he's kind of lanky and long and big and fast. And I was really impressed with him. And I'll be 100% honest, I didn't know the difference between Auden Tate, Golden Tate, and Tate Martell before <laughs> Monday night. And before the John Ross injury, that was good. you know how you just kind of file things in the back of your dome right. piece. That was one with him. But, boy, this guy, maybe not now, but this guy looks like he could be something. Yeah, and you hate seeing guys like this floundering around on teams such as the Bengals. Right. And it's just back to the same old Bengals. Just not enough quality players around to keep some of the guys that you like to notice, like you said, vertical or, you know, in open space, maybe to catch a football. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a nice change for for, uh, any of I mean, you you look at Joe Mixon. Throw him on probably 28 other teams in this league, and he's probably a top five back, statistically. Yeah. I mean, all you need to know about Monday night, he had four catches, Rick, but that, that's good, right? Well, yeah. Can you hazard a guess how many yards those four yeah, catches like, what was it, like 16? One. Oh, no, one. Okay, one. yeah. Not 16. Yeah. One catch or one yard yeah. on four catches. He doesn't have a prayer, and he's kind of become the mockery, you know, the fantasy. It's not him. That offensive line. What's weird is, and I guess you talk about the Rick Briggs injury bug. I don't know if you were drafting offensive linemen, too. Cincinnati, we talked about it in the offseason, they made attempts to rectify this. and just Nobody can get healthy. You know? it just, just, it's just a mess. It These is, guys right? don't have a prayer. No, they don't. All right, James Conner limited with an ankle again, still being evaluated. It's a little early in the week. Marlon Mack. Now, here's an interesting case. We were talking about this before we went on the air. Right. You know, kind of where getting the ball rolling with the with the uh, kiss of death that Rick Briggs is. 
in the league of consequence. Marlon Mack goes out early dealing with that ankle. We thought, oh, God, here we go again. Frank Wright comes out on Sunday or Monday whenever he whenever he did. It doesn't really matter. And says, well, no, he could have played. He could have been back in. But we play Hines in the in the no huddle, which I find odd because Max an athletic guy. But whatever, maybe Hines has a real knack for this. But then he doesn't practice today. I, I don't know. It's again, it's too early to speculate. But it's kind of an odd deal. It is, and you know, you hate hearing ankles, knees, that kind of thing, a bruised forearm, this kind of thing. That's one thing. But well, you know, it's a minor ankle injury. Mm-hmm. It's a minor knee injury. Well, guess what? They make their money with those joints right. down there. Well, it's always and... minor when it's not your ankle or <laughs> yeah, knee. It's like exactly. minor surgery, right? right? Exactly. It's, it's only minor surgery when, when it ain't you. <laughs> right, when they're not cutting you. Exactly. exactly. Uh, Josh Allen's still in the concussion protocol after just getting obliterated. Hmm. against New England. Matt Barkley come in, played pretty well against a really good defense. I don't know if somebody has a week to game plan for Barkley if it goes quite as well, but a little bit of hope there. Uh, Mitch Trubisky separates his shoulder. Not necessarily – now, I don't buy this for a second, but it hasn't necessarily been ruled out this week. It's a minorly torn labrum, not going to be any surgery. (laughs) Another one of those minor injuries. Minor muscle tear, no big deal, except (laughs) for the guy who's dealing with it who all, I don't know, uses that shoulder to earn his living. but Fortunately, I, it wasn't his throwing arm. But. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. Don't expect to see him this week. Chase uh, Daniel, to his credit, did a fine job same thing. against uh, a good defense. Right. I mean, he played well. He managed a game like, well, basically like an 11-year veteran should. I mean, he went in there. I think Chase Daniel knows what he can and can't do. Right. Is, is he Johnny Unitas? No. <laughs> yeah, Joe uh, Montana? No. Uh, He's Chase Daniel, and that's what he did. Yeah. He just played within himself, and he put together a nice game. And Maybe Mitch Trubisky can learn a lesson here to a degree with that. When you have that defense, they almost are bordering on an all-time defense. When you have that running game, when you have a guy like – well, I shouldn't say running game. Montgomery can't get it going. But a guy like Tariq Cohen who can get in the ball in space, they can make plays. They have ways to get things done. And playing defense that way, go in and style yourself to that. We're going to get into this with the Steelers and Mason Rudolph later in the show. Style yourself to your team. We don't all have to be Patrick Mahomes. Here's a shocker. Yes, I know. I know Trubisky was drafted ahead of Watson and Mahomes, and it's, you know, the revisionist history and the hindsight being 2020. We can all go back and mock that, like, well, we all knew those two were better. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sure, you did. But anyhow, you don't have to be those guys. Go out, manage the game. Chicago's got to figure out the running game. They got to get Montgomery going, or they got to get somebody else if it's not a Montgomery. We're going into it yeah, somehow. Something. You know, one-two punch. I don't know. You go out there, you put up twenty <laughs> points a week. That team's going to win twelve games. Score averaging twenty points a week in the way they're playing defense right now. Uh, Devontae Adams, we talked about earlier after Rick's big trade. Uh, iffy right now with some turf toe. That's a tricky one, man. You just never know. It doesn't sound like a big deal. Turf toe. It sounds kind of stupid, right? But yeah, well, it's, he it's, got up gingerly. I was I was well, worried it was an you Achilles. Have the, you have all those like tendons and everything. Your toes are tied to your foot, and when that thing gets caught the wrong way, I mean. I knew a guy 
um, that cut his big toe off with a, a flymo. You know, he was on a golf course. I don't know if you ever knew what a flymo no, is. No, I don't. It sounds cool. Though. Well, you know what a you know what a, a push lawnmower is, right? With a, with a regular blade on. Well, this is back in the day when they still had the blades. After people started losing toes, they started putting big weed eater string underneath it. Oh, okay. Well, it is when the blade went around, it was just a, a flat deck on the ground where it rode on a cushion of air. Uh, so you could run this thing all along these big steep banks you and get a nice even rolling cut. it over. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, he slipped and his foot went in under. He lost his big toe. He had a heck of a time getting his balance, oh, learning absolutely. how to walk normal without that big toe. Oh, absolutely. You know, getting back to the point of what they had, it was a long way around to get here. <laughs> yeah, it took you a while, but I'm with you. <laughs> But, um, no, fortunately, they did an MRI. There was no damage as far as, you know, anything torn, anything even, you know, damage whatsoever. So I'm optimistic. Probably just a pain management issue. They haven't said it specifically. I think Juju Smith-Schuster dealing with the same thing. He missed practice today with a toe injury. Last thing I have, um, don't know what to – well, actually, I'm curious what you think. Golden Tate reinstated after his four-game ban for trying to conceive a child. Lord Goodell won't stand for that. (laughs) No. And so, look, you see what Daniel Jones is doing. Sterling Shepard's looked really good. I'm a little concerned about Evan Ingram after last week, but it's one week after. After you know three fantastic two weeks of that, I'll be nervous. You know, I would think there would be more of a rapport between a Daniel Jones and his big tight end. So maybe we'll call that a blip. I don't know. Hey, they're two and two. Yeah. How does Golden Tate fit into this? I think he only enhances it. Now to expect big numbers from him, I'm not sure. I have no idea how many practices he actually worked with Jones. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And. I mean, you know, that may be a lot of rust right there. I'm not sure what kind of shape Tate is in. I'm, i got to assume he's in good shape, but I don't know about game shape. So, I mean, I think it's going to work itself as the year progresses. Uh, would I start him this week? No, so no, don't write no, and ask. No. Or next week, probably not either. Yeah, but We'll um, have to see it one time. Hey, look, the Giants are actually competitive. They're 2-2. Two and two. And no, Nobody was thinking this was going to happen. No, no. And... You know, it, this can only help. Yeah, it's just another absolutely. weapon. And yet Barkley coming back right. you know, now much sooner than we thought. You throw a Golden Tate in there with the way Ingram and the way Shepard, boy, what Shepard has done. He oh, was yeah. kind of an afterthought. He had that little injury at the beginning, missed a couple, well, you forgot all about him. Right. He's just a pass-catching machine, and it really seems to be a good rapport with D- Daniel Jones. All right, Rick, I know you don't have your flash drive, but is there any chance you have any week four takeaways? Actually, I do. I mean, one of the takeaways was, you know, I kind of touched briefly on it, was the Chargers. You know, the injuries that they had, they – Phil Rivers put up 300-some yards, you know, without all those weapons that I was talking about. And you mentioned all the in- injuries on the defense. I think San Diego – San Diego. She's still they talking San Diego. They will forever be San Diego here. I, <laughs> I refuse know. to bang because I, I still know. think they're going back within 10 years. I, right? They certainly should. I'm the Rams went back, so why can't right. Chargers go back to San, San Diego? But anyway, the Chargers, I think, could be a very dangerous team. They could they hang around even a game or two behind, out, behind Kansas City. You know, they're, they're wild card material oh, all, the, all the way. I mean, it, this is a tough team. Yeah, and so I think the biggest question with, with them is when you look at Melvin Gordon, you know, being back, he was back. Was he, he, was, he was dressed last week, right? They just didn't work him in. 
With what Austin Eckler's been doing, I know we talked about it last week. After a week to digest it, how do you feel? What? How does this thing shake out for you if you're an Eckler owner, if you're a Gordon owner, for that matter? Well, I guess it almost has to go back to how you drafted Eckler. I mean, if you're some owner that thought Gordon was done for the year and drafted him as, a, as an RB1 or 2, this could put a little kink in your lineup situation. But if you happen to just pick him up, thinking, well, I can start him and, until, yeah. you know, or whatever, you still got a full-time flex play. Yeah, and I'm just wondering after, again, you know, knowing he wasn't going to play much, but him being dressed still in Melvin Gordon – what Eckler did last week, look, I know he's not the running back, you know, emphasis on running that a Melvin Gordon is, but what he has done to this point, you'd have a hard time convincing me, even with Melvin Gordon there, that I want to take Eckler off the field very often. You, you know what I mean? Obviously, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon's going to get some work, but I have to think you know, based on what Eckler has done in his limited opportunities last season in a full-time role this season, even if you have Melvin Gordon, what is the argument for taking Austin Eckler off the field? I'm starting to get the vibe. Gordon will get plenty of work, and I think there's enough there to go around where you might see a minor dip in Eckler. He's going to get some plays off. He's going to you know have a few less running. You know, in a PPR format, I'm almost of the mind where it doesn't change for Eckler. I think think he – keeps doing what he's doing you know maybe in a standard format it's not like he's putting up nine yards a carry as it is you know he's a low yards per carry guy he gets it done in the passing game he gets it done in big plays I just I'm going to have to see it before I believe it that considering what he did in these four games Eckler's going to face much of a reduced role he will face some reduced role which could be good for him you know what I mean? Right. But I think it might be Melvin Gordon spelling him, Melvin Gordon, do, Gordon doing some short yardage stuff. I just, how much could you reduce his role seeing what he's done and how important he has been to that passing game specifically that I believe right now they have four professional wide receivers on the roster? I have to think that, especially um, in the last two to three weeks, because I'm sure they knew Gordon was going to be coming back pretty soon, et cetera. That, these, that they haven't come up with some different packages right? for both the, to both these guys, especially with all the wide receiver injuries, the tight end injuries. Yeah, let, let's throw some wrinkles in there. I, I'm with you. They're going to get plenty of work. You're not going to bench them. If you do, you're going to no. miss out on a lot of points. Yeah, I was in no way panicked last week, but I'm even more emboldened this week after that performance that, yeah, Gordon's going to get his, but I just don't see much of a reduced role there. All right, mine, I'm going to step away from fantasy football a little bit to do my weekly bitching about the officiating in the National Football League. It's gruesome. They have got to go NHL style where the NHL just heel toe and – fix something right now, which which has always been one of my favorite parts of the NHL. If something's stupid and not working, they'll just go ahead and fix it mid-season. They don't care. This review of pass interference calls is so ridiculous. Why any 
NFL coach would challenge a call. We have seen in the case of on last Thursday night, Avante Maddox just mauled the receiver, absolutely mauled him. No call on the field, so be it. They go to replay at full speed, at half speed, at slow-mo. It didn't matter. It was clear he was climbing up his face mask a full second and a half before the ball gets there. Nothing. Monday night, the OPI on, on John Johnny Holton. That's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. believe there's a guy named Johnny Holton playing significant role for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They call a ridiculous OPI. Again, full speed, half speed, slow down. He didn't turn him at all, didn't push him with any force. Don't overturn the call. Look. The referees, I think what's been clear is the officials have decided they don't want this. This makes them look bad. This is a problem for them. They've had enough of it, and they're not going to overturn it. So you've got a subjective call being looked at objectively in replay, being looked at by absurd excuses for human beings, i.e. Al River on. You've either got to <laughs> yeah. fix this, get rid of it, something's got to get, because this is a freaking joke. When you got Tony Dungy, all over. You ever watch Tony Dungy on Twitter? Just crushes. This is all he does on Sunday now is crushes this rule. And that ain't Tony Dungy's way. That tells you how absurd this thing is. It is. It, it, it's. We've been complaining about this for about two and a half years now as far as officiating. And it keeps getting worse and worse. And is it all the referees' fault? No. Because no. the NFL keeps coming up with all this junk for them to try to, you know, it like we've mentioned before it's almost to the point where they're looking at each other if they haven't thrown a flag on the play yeah, what's, and, what's, and what's what's up and somebody had to have done something right and and it's 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 horrible i mean thank god for red zone because you know while they're sorting out <laughs> a four yard run you know in the middle of the field at least they can go to some other kind of a game and see another play before there's a flag thrown. I mean, it is totally ridiculous. Yeah, I just I can't either get rid of it or enforce it. I, I don't care which, but one of the two has to happen. This nonsense, th- this is craziness. I and agree. you know what's going to happen. They're going to start enforcing it. Here's my biggest fear. Then you're going to see one of these Hail Marys at the end of the game where that's nothing but P.I. because it's 15 grown men in a rugby scrum waiting for a ball to come down out of the rafters. And they're going to have to overturn one. This is where this has got to go away. Thank you, Saints fans, and all your whining and bitching and moaning. Yeah, you got a bad deal, but oh, poor us. And now we're stuck with this turd of a rule that makes these games yet even more unwatchable where it's getting to the point where, boy, it's really tough. If there wasn't fantasy football, I ain't certain I'd be watching anymore. Oh, I know. And you can see how everything is gearing now. You know, you know, it's really geared towards fantasy football. Now it's really geared towards the sports betting part. Right. Oh, it. Even, I mean, all the shows, that's all that's, they talk about yeah, anymore. That's all it is. That's man. it. And, I mean, it's not the game. It's not the integrity of the game. It's not fandom. It's not, I'm rooting for my team. I hope they get a Super Bowl no, win. No. It's, I hope I can cash yeah. in on this schlep of a game right. and not get ripped off by a bad call. Yeah, at the end, uh, to help somebody cover, to cost my player that's going to win my fantasy league a touchdown. Exactly. Got anything else without yeah. your USB drive? I actually have um, a take. You know, no matter what you think of Kirk Cousins, whether he's a modern day Tony Romo or he's not even as good as Tony Romo, whatever, that guy had no chance 
whatsoever against Minnesota Vikings. He was under duress every single play. That offensive line looked like you and I out there trying to block Khalil Mack. It was terrible. It was gruesome to watch. I agree. That being said, Kirk Cousins hasn't been good enough. No, he, he hasn't wasn't been good. good. Enough last That's year. not my point. It's but that offensive line. I mean, does it a point? Do you get gun shy after oh, a while? No, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and no, he's got to get rid of the ball. Right, he has got to get rid of the football. I understand that, but when you have a second and a half to to make up your mind and, and see the field and get rid of it. I mean, it's tough. I mean, they had no chance in that game. I am persuaded, however, by a guy like Adam Thielen just laying into him and then kind of mm-hmm. not laying off after the game tells you, yeah, there's a part of that to it, mm-hmm. but but there's something in right in Kirk Cousins' game. And for him to continue to go, you wonder, is it a preparation thing? Is it a, you know, What is it? There's a little bit more going on there, and it, it, it's interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know – how it could be lack of preparation because everybody's there. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's, or. Well, you're here, but your flash drives 20 miles away. Yeah, but that's, but, but all that great knowledge is still (laughs) up here, buddy. It's still right here in the old noggin. Gin soaked in 90 year old (laughs) noggin of yours. (laughs) No, not gin, man. That stuff tastes like dirt. But, uh, but, no, I, I don't think it's lack of preparation. I'm really starting to think that, well, number one. I, I just think don't think Minnesota, he's very good. No, I think Minnesota made a mistake with this guy. Right. And because there's – you have too many weapons at your disposal not to be able to at least have a game here or there, right? Think about it. They're about to trade Stephon Diggs only because your quarterback's so bad he's useless to you. You, you know what I mean? That's uh, that, that's kind of a stunning development when you think about it. It's not because he's not good, he's not performing, his salary cap hits too big. It's because your quarterback isn't good enough to support him. And and this is one thing that I'm really trying to figure out because this is the same guy where Diggs had 102 catches last year. Adam Thielen had what a hundred and I can't remember like sixteen or seventeen. Right. I mean that's two hundred and twenty catches basically between those two guys from this same quarterback. Yeah. So what happened exactly? What happened? That happened. That that happened. Be and I don't even know what it right? is. I mean the, the offensive line will give them a good piece of that. I, I I accept that, but there there's something up with the quarterback. Yeah, I mean I'm not blaming the whole thing on the offensive line because obviously Delvin Cook has been oh, phenomenal tremendous. this year, so they're opening holes and so forth for him. But I was talking that game was just a, a terrible oh, display. But I don't know what happened. I, I really don't. I mean, is it a confidence level <laughs> yeah, with a Kirk Cousins? Well, I think at some point that gets Besides being pathetic. I oh, don't, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Rick, I think after a lot of mockery, I think this Steelers passing game can work against the right defense. Yeah, a lot of my, you know, was it two whatever air yards per pass? Which when did that become oh, a thing? First this of all? year, yeah, I've last never th- heard the word air yards no, before I, this year. I could care less how many air yeah. yards there are. But he came in and averaged a little over eight yards per attempt or per completion at, at the end of the day. You know what Tom Brady's was last year? What it wasn't eight. It was about seven and a half, seven point six. Okay, last year 
when he was Tom Brady and won the Super Bowl. It's less than that even this year. Now, look, Mason Rudolph doesn't have the handle on that offense that obviously that Tom Brady does. He he couldn't even wash Tom Brady's car at this point. And, and the offense and the offensive coordinator and all that aren't up to par. But this can work in the modern NFL. You spread things out, go to the running backs. This isn't a bad thing. I think it's a bad thing as a Steeler fans because I think you see, all right, Mason Rudolph isn't that long-term answer. You Hopefully you get those two or three more years out of Ben because I don't know that you can do this in per- perpetuity. Maybe you can. I don't know. But he's not the, the big-armed, okay, exciting quarterback you he's, thought. Well, he's not Ben Roethlisberger. Well, so what? No, and then that's fine. But he can get it down the field. We saw it at Oklahoma State. We've seen it just a, a modicum of times in Pittsburgh here. He had those two long passes for touchdowns, what was it, against San Francisco, correct? Was, yeah, San Francisco. Right. Yeah. And and then when they had the chance, of course, Johnson was wide open. He had that ball downfield. He can get the ball downfield. But, you know, I saw, you know, Colin – Cowherd, you're talking, oh, yeah, you want a game, but your season's over. And he starts going into this tirade about his thing. Well, okay, point taken. However, when you're in a game and you do have a young quarterback, but if you're getting seven, eight yards every single down and your opponent does absolutely nothing to stop it, why would you change it? Right. I mean, if they put the clamps on him in the third quarter and and had a couple of three and outs, hey, we better open it up a little bit now. But Cincinnati did absolutely nothing. They walked down the field on these guys. Right, right. I mean, it makes no sense to sit there and bash that game plan that worked for 60 minutes. Right. Now, if they started the same thing this week, and they go three and out three times in a row, and they come out and start doing the same thing, okay, time out, this, this is stupid. Which it wouldn't surprise me if these clowns did. Well, yeah, no, it I mean, worked well, once for yeah. Feekner, so it's going to have to get stopped seven <laughs> yeah. games in a row before he moves back off. Right. That's, but I think this could work. This is really tough to defend if properly sure executed. It is. And James Conner, we see what you know, Jalen Samuels. You know, not that this is breaking news to anybody, but take note of that. You could see how important he's going to be to this offense as they struggle to move the ball. I am deathly concerned about Juju Smith-Schuster if this is what their offense is going to be. But this can work. Even if a defense is ready for it, if you get two receivers out in out in uh, space, out in space yeah. if I could speak, you got if you just go over the top enough to where the safety's got to respect it, to where if you got a tight end, be it McDonald comes back or Vanette, somebody got to come. There's somebody going to be open in space out there, and a guy like Samuels and Connor who can make people miss. This works. This can work. And I don't know if you're old enough to remember. Probably not. I mean, you can probably vaguely remember the teams. But when Bill Walsh came out with the West Coast, Oh, it's just dinking and dunking yeah. down the field. Well, guess what? They won four Super Bowls doing the same thing. See, I vaguely it's remember the, that. Mine was is when Warren Moon was running it in Houston, and everybody, oh, this is ridiculous. And all yeah. they did was put up numbers nonstop. Right. Yeah. I mean, it. Yes, it can work. If if you can't stop it, it works. Right. Simple as that. All right, Rick. Let's get to it. It is time. Game ball goes to. 
Game balls and stinky socks. I'll let what you, you go, go oh, first because I am to... so polite. And because you had to come up with a few. Oh, I've got them right here. You but you had you. chest pains today, and I was trying to be friendly. It's been a day. All right. Well, I'm going to try to calm down, put myself in a nice, good mood. So I'm going to start. Game ball a... goes too. I'm going to start out with a game ball, Rick. I don't think we've talked about him enough, if at all. Austin Hooper, nine for 130. Boy, we were wondering who that tight end was going to be all that love for O.J. Howard being third or fourth, depending where you ranked him him and Ingram. And Austin Hooper just getting it done week after week and what has been a pathetic, absolutely pathetic Atlanta Falcons offense. Calvin Ridley's just disappeared. Quietly struggling, I think, Julio Jones. This is all about Matt Ryan is who's struggling. But Austin Hooper week over week just getting it done. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, um... He's a bright spot on that Atlanta Falcon offense. And you brought up Calvin Ridley, a good point. Hey, he's basically a third wide receiver again. Sure, sure I mean, Muhammad like. Sanu's putting up numbers. Yeah, Calvin yeah. Ridley's doing absolutely nothing. And it's Austin Hooper. And, of course, Julio's always going to get his. Right. But it seems like Matt Ryan still puts up 300 yards a game, but it's all meaningless. Right. I mean, they're yeah. getting waxed and and – they can't seem to put anything together. What is it about the Atlanta Falcons? Did, did we talk about this last week? I think we did where for eight years now, the personnel never changes. Yeah. It's the same people every year. And every other year they win the division and make a playoff run. And every other year beyond that, they go 4-12. and 12. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand it. How does this happen? Yeah, weren't they the crum- – they were crummy last year. I, yeah. I assumed they were going to be better this right. year. The quarterback hasn't changed. The you, know, you got one of the top three or four wide receivers in the game. He hasn't changed. The top running back still there in the, you know, the number two, the, the 1B is gone with the top running and they stink they're horrible I know they've got injuries on defense yeah. but even offensively it's been ugly it's been uninspiring it's been rough I, I don't get it and this happens with them it's just Atlanta I it's guess. it's a strange team it's a strange division and you just never know what will happen they may roll off four in a row and then lose three in a row again it, yeah. it, it's strange yeah, you, can, you just can't never you never can seem to put a finger on the Atlanta Falcons or the Buccaneers. Yeah, Tampa Bay. They're week over week so hard to predict. Oh, there's no doubt. And I think I will segue right into 28 for 41. 385 yards, four touchdowns with a pick against a vaunted Rams defense. Jameis Winston puts up 55 <laughs> points on the Rams. Put your hand up if you saw that coming. All right, you're a damn liar. Yeah. All of you put your hands down. <laughs> that right. was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Okay, you know, you're sitting there watching the game like I was, right? And you see, okay, it's 7 nothing or what? It's 14 Oh, well, boy, they jumped on it. They must have had a fumble or something. You know, yeah, Rams will come back. And it just keeps going and going and going. Well, and then the Rams do come back. Yeah. To a degree, you think, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah. And then Tampa, James Winston just keeps coming. You know, Chris Godwin, who I had benched all over the place because I didn't have anybody else in that 4 o'clock window, and I wasn't convinced he was going to play. Well, he done made me look like a fool before the first quarter yeah. was over. Mike Evans still getting his. But that offense looks really good. You know, Ronald Jones ran the ball really well. You know, Peyton Barber. Uh, did his Peyton Barber did thing. what Peyton yeah. Barber does. But when you get those two receivers 
playing at that level and Jameis Winston even being competent, I'd say he's been very good the last yeah. two weeks. But even being competent with those weapons around them, you know, the defense is still terrible. They can't hold a lead, but that offense, wow. Yeah. And what we talked about in the preseason about Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, I think we're starting to see a little of this fruition come to it. If you saw any of the, I didn't see the game, but I saw some of the films. You notice he was in doing some pass, a lot more pass blocking right. for Jameis Winston as opposed to Peyton Barber. He's picking that up, and that's what was holding him back. Period. Yeah, I don't trust it yet. I'm gonna need. It's uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm gonna need to see a couple of weeks. It feels like Ronald Jones is starting to separate himself here a little bit, and it's been all about the pass blocking. Now, whether or not, like I said, anecdotally, like you, anecdotally, I walked away feeling like he is much better at that. Right. I haven't watched any film, and to be honest, if I watched the film, I probably wouldn't know what the hell I was looking at anyhow unless he planted a guy or somebody planted him beyond that. I don't know the subtleties of blocking, <laughs> weak side blocking. That being said, it feels like he's starting to separate himself. Yeah, he is. I mean, you know, you can watch – I mean, you, you watch a lot of the – pay attention to some of the backs. Some of these backs get trucked. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's just like, whoops, sorry, my bad, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he seems to be picking up a little bit, and that's what they need. All right, let's get with – let's get with my mood here. Oh, there's so many, but I got to go with Sony, Sonny Michelle, Rick. Sonny Michelle, Sonny, 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 Wunny. Uh, doesn't matter. Sonny and Cher. He stinks. He is awesome. Awful, dead last. You stink. Dead last in broken tackles. Do you know there's an official stat? He has officially broken zero tackles yes. so far this yes. year. That it's it's unfathomable. I don't so. know who does this? Yeah, but, I don't know yeah. who has the time to sit. See, that's the kind of stat I like. Yeah, yeah. He ain't breaking anything. Yeah, that yeah. tells me something. Yeah, yeah. And there's not air yards <laughs> right. per attempt on Saturdays <laughs> on. R- Right, Full real grass. When it's Don't raining. give me yeah. all that crap. But yeah, that's something I can I can understand. And he's not breaking tackles. He's just been downright bad, and I don't understand it. So promising in spots last year. You know, very limited attempts two weeks ago. Touched the ball plenty last week, and it's not getting any better. This is a guy you drafted as your RB two. It, it's it's time to move on. But the problem here, Rick, we talked about before we went on air, the minute you sit this joker down, you know what's going to happen. Sure. He'll have 120 yards, three touchdowns, and James White didn't play one snap, and right. Rex Bird, Burkhead had three carries, yeah, whatever. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, it'll be weird. Then you say, oh, well, he's back, and you'll put him in your lineup, and then Burkhead will score two touchdowns. I don't know. Yeah, you, but you can't even – here's the problem. Here's what I don't like about that. You can't just blame this on the oddity that is Bill Belichick no. and the Patriots offense. Last when given year, opportunities, he stinks. Last year, that duo of White and Michelle, they were devastating. Right. I mean, throughout the year. It's just not the same. It's just no. not this year, and here they are sitting there – undefeated yeah, well. but you know there's something to be said with a with a easy schedule and i i don't know how <laughs> every single year every single year they come up with that and i'm trying to find there yeah, there they are um i mean they're a first place team I mean, they were in the Super Bowl. I thought they were supposed to be some sort of you. You, you played first place teams of other divisions and so forth. You do, yeah. Well, that's you what do. I thought. I mean, and here's their schedule. I mean, they play. Of course, they played Pittsburgh, who stings. 
We didn't know that going then they, in. Well, then they had three division games with Miami, the Jets, and Buffalo. Buffalo give them a tussle there. But then they play the Washington Redskins <laughs> this week. They play the Giants. Then they play the Jets again. They play Cleveland. Okay, I won the first place team. They play Baltimore. Well, they're playing the whole NFC or AFC North. Yeah, I guess play yeah, one full you're right. Division okay, every year okay then I guess they do play Philadelphia. They must be playing the NFC East. Right, Dallas. Then they're playing Houston, I guess, which is a first place team, and Kansas City. So it does pick up a little bit there. And then Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami. I mean, it's just I guess six six of their games just yeah. seem like cakewalks. Yeah. At a minimum, Buffalo will always give them one game. Otherwise, that's five and a half gimmies every year. You know. Yeah. Do you take anything away from? I was struck by. Did you pay much attention to that game at all? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking forward to how that in the game. second half Tom Brady essentially said, "I ain't even messing with this nonsense. I'm getting off the field." And we're going to let our defense win this game. It was two steps, slam it in the ground, back to the bench. Is that any type? Is that just? Does it speak to how well Buffalo was sure playing and how much he trusts his defense, or any cause for concern or any cause for excitement? If you've reached to the point like me where you're just sick of New England, if I'm part of the Buffalo Mafia. I'm pulling my underwear over my head because that because that team played well. Oh, absolutely! Look, they're lacking a quarterback, at least at this point. Josh Allen's not there yet. I mean, the kids got the tools, but they beat him literally did into the yeah. ground. Okay, Damn, killed him. In the um, end. New England defense is brutal. Buffalo's defense is brutal. The the offenses were. You know, Brady's Brady. He was getting knocked around. He didn't like that kind of stuff. No, and he if, just said, I'm done. I'm not he, doing if it. If he can get out of there with a win, it doesn't matter if it's 31-3 or if it's 10-9. Right. Let's just win yeah, and yeah, get out of here. He doesn't care. He, no. He's about winning. He doesn't care exactly. about his fantasy but numbers. It's, it's a two-team race in that division, no question about it. I think Buffalo has proven that they've actually arrived as at least as a legitimate concern when it at least comes to a wild card maybe. Oh, they're wild card yeah. worthy, no doubt about it. All right, where are we? I think you're up, Rick. What are we doing? Oh, okay, we'll do uh, nah. You stink. You know, they come off a hard loss, but um, been a little bit disappointed in Deshaun Watson this year. And I mean, 21-33, 160 yards, no touchdowns. You know, it just Where's that dynamic yeah. Houston offense? Yeah, I don't know if it's on him or Hopkins, but you could throw Hopkins on that list. He oh, no awful doubt. last week and has been really underwhelming for the season. That, that's another one I can't figure out. Bill O'Brien's supposed to be a good offensive mind. We know what Deshaun Watson is. DeAndre Hopkins, and everything is Fuller. right, is easily the best receiver in the league, in my opinion, when everything is right. Something I mean, was is drastically amiss there. Freaking Lamar Miller that important to that run game? God, makes you wonder. You know, Carlos Hyde will get in the volume. It's I mean, we always pretty. said Houston loves him and he's the guy. There's no question about that, even though he got disrespected the whole way through. But I'll tell you what, this is a totally different different offense than what we saw last year. Oh, Our defense is catching up to Deshaun Watson, or are they missing Lamar Miller? I mean, there's something amiss in that offense. Still a pretty good team, but they're going to have to score a lot more points. Yeah, this is – yeah, I, I don't get it. So I, I want to give a quick one, Rick. We probably ought to get out of here. But ball goes to- I got to give one. I have refused to believe it. 
and I have to believe it. Gardner Minshew's the real deal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It? Just, I, I think it's, Minshew it's, mania. I think it's just the moxie. I mean, you look at the numbers last week, only 213, but two touchdowns. You know, look, he was, you know, on the road. And did you watch that game? I did. And it's just, he made plays when he had to make him. He's not, he ain't scurred. You know, he's using Leonard Fournette. I think we've seen a resurgence of Leonard Fournette coming out of this. In Denver, against a, a pretty good Denver defense, although not what it used Man. to be, obviously. But that's a but real you got a minute, road test. Minute, 20 seconds ago, whatever it was, you just lost the lead. No problem. We'll walk you right down there. I mean, I, that was impressive. It, it, it's amazing. I think he might be the real deal. And, and so you look at him. What happens in November? When Nick Foles comes back, if he keeps winning games and keeps getting it done this way, you, you really have to question this. Nick Foles won't – if Jacksonville say, what are they, they're 2-2 two and two right now, say they're 7-3, and three, Nick Foles won't be playing. Well, that's what I'm thinking. They, they, they would riot in Jacksonville. They should. And they should, exactly. I mean, you play – if you're winning, you don't take away your best chance to win. And and you have a guy coming off a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. I mean, that's just stupid. What do you do if you're Carolina? If they keep playing, same this thing. Way? I I think Cam Newton's about done. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really that. do. I really do. I it, think he's going to have a stone like plummet. I mean, and I think we're starting to see him already because yeah. he just doesn't have. Look, he can't hardly throw. It doesn't seem like it. It, it just doesn't. They we, keep saying his shoulder's fine. He looks good in practice. But I watch the games. He's not throwing well. No. He's not running. And he obviously can't now with a broken bone in his foot. So you know that part of his game is shot at least for 2019. This guy's taken a beating over the years. And it doesn't matter how many cool hats or scars you wear in yeah. your head. If you can't get That's it done, great man. Hats. Yeah, have great hats. But you just... I, I just don't think you can stick him back but in. They keep winning games without him, you know. Exactly. Why, it's a shame because what a tremendous athlete and a really, really good, you know, an MVP quarterback. Well, he's been an MVP quarterback. He's been to a Super Bowl. I don't, you know, I, I hate to say, you know, people, well, you know, poor guy. Well, yeah. But he should be entering the prime of his career. Yeah, he you're right be. there. You're right. I mean, it's not like he's 40 no, or something no. like that. You're absolutely right there. But I mentioned it a couple shows ago. This guy reminds me so much of Dante Culpepper. Right. I, Big, I think that's a strong, good comparison. fast, and boom. He just took so much beat, and he was done. Yeah. And yeah. so there you have it. I don't know. I think that's about it. All right, Rick. Before we get out of here, we got to pick Thursday night. It should be a good one, which means it'll be a turd because that's what happens on Thursday nights generally. We got the Rams after that lackluster lackluster showing last week at home against Tampa Bay getting one I got the Rams plus one at Seattle on a Thursday night which tells me they're they're thinking the Rams are like a four-point favorite after that showing against Tampa I don't know what to make of this Rams offense I mean team I mean the offense still looks fine um, that was another one of my game balls of Robert Woods, 13 catches, 164 right. yards. He's got so many options talking about Jared Goff on that team. Um, Russell Wilson's a freaking magician. And I mean, he gets points for Seattle. I mean, you look at, at Seattle, take the quarterback's names away and you just look at the, the offensive talent on Los Angeles as opposed on Seattle, you think this isn't even a contest, right? Right. 
But I tell you what, a lot rides on the quarterback. I'm going Seattle in a minor upset, 17-14. Yeah, yeah, I'm right with you. This just feels like a great spot for Seattle, kind of the short turnaround. Being at home, that's such a hard place to play. You play, I guess, not late for them, but but a late game on Sunday – you take that beating. Now you got to pick it up. You got to lick your wounds. You got to go up to Seattle on a Thursday. It just doesn't set up very well for the Rams. And I think what I'm persuaded by most is kind of the bounce back, the what we saw, the determination, what we saw out of Chris Carson after. Even while he's looked good putting the ball on the ground, and he just looked like a man possessed last week. Russell Wilson's in one of those stretches. He gets in one of these stretches every season. It's usually a little later in the year, right? We kind of write them off in mid-October. They look terrible. And then he gets it going. Russ Wilson's in one of those streaks right now. I just I can't come up with a scenario in my head where other than some weird Thursday oddness, which happens, other than that, I can't come up with a scenario where after with all the circumstances surrounding it where Seattle doesn't win this game. So I'm going to take them a little bigger than that. I'm going to take Seattle here 31-23. I think it could be a kind of an ugly grind them out type of deal. But I think that benefits Seattle as well, being at yeah. home. So, yeah, I'm with you. I take Seattle here laying that one, I guess. I guess I got to lay one to, to yeah. do it. But And I, that 12th man, I mean, I, I don't think it can be underestimated in no. a division game. And on a Thursday, on exactly. that quick turnaround, that's a tough deal. All right, well, let's get out of here. Good luck this week. Make sure you listen in Friday night here at Full-Time Fantasy, at Full-Time Fantasy on Twitter. Get those questions into the mailbag, at Asylum Football, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. Till Friday, we don't talk to you. Shame on you, but good luck till Friday. We'll see you. Take care.